Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Your Best Lifestyles International Podcast. Sponsored today by e-commerce marketing manuals. Get your pro guide now to start a business, create passive income, and be the entrepreneur you are capable of being. Now is the perfect time to grow an online business. Starting a business may seem a little intimidating, but their ebooks are here to address all those concerns. How to make money online, the pro guide to starting a business, create passive income, and becoming an entrepreneur you are capable of. For more information, visit their website today at emarketingmanual.com. That's emarketingmanual.com. Go there today. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Your Best Lifestyles International Podcast. I am your host, Terrence Hutchinson, and we are here at the Old Robinson Public Relations and Media Group Studios right here in sunny Atlanta, Georgia. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for sharing the content. You know, uh, 2,100 brand new subscribers. That's a lot, okay, new subscribers. And I want to say thank you to, you know, uh, Jamaica, um, Ireland, um, Qatar, uh, man, Germany, you know, Japan, um, Australia, you know, everybody who's been tuning in and really sharing the content, you know, all over the globe. We really appreciate you guys. You know, we cannot do it without you, and we really appreciate you. The numbers look great. Um, thank you to our sponsors and to our advertisers who have been very supportive, you know, with the program, with the podcast. They've been really um, advertising with us and really, really becoming sponsors of the show. Um, we're doing great things from people you know, that are, you know, thought leaders, they're high performers, you know, and also thank you to our, our, our former guests, our guests that were on too, who are, have contributed so much information to the podcast and delivered so much great content. And the feedback from you guys has been tremendous. You know, everybody had a great positive things to say about what they learn you just never know who we're going to have here and um it's just it's just amazing feeling i appreciate the opportunity because you know this podcast has really allowed me to connect with individuals all over the world who are performing not only in their community but on a global stage you know and i'm learning so much from everyone that has been on and everybody who will be coming on so you know it just I don't really pick guests, you know what I'm saying? So it's like I see somebody, I, I see information online and everything like that, and then all of a sudden, you know, it's just vibrating the vibration click on. And if it's a great fit, you know, then we go for it, you know? So, yeah. So I want to say a um, uh, big shout-out to Defiant Ones Magazine, Teen Magazine. The sixth issue drops today, okay? The sixth issue drops today and I want to say congratulations to um, Christian and Corey Robinson with the fine ones they are 18 and 17 year old um, CEOs of the magazines who are doing things you know uh, major things and then shout out to the, the fine ones podcast as well who are doing things in the old Robinson public relations and media group and uh, we just want to say thank you, man. You know, and um, they're really doing some great things. So we want to say keep up the great work. And uh, for more information on the Fine Ones Teen Magazine, you can go to their site at www.defiantones with the S mag dot com. That's www.defiantonesmag.com. So. So much going on in the world today, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you got to remember now, we still under quarantine a little bit. 
you know, especially here in Atlanta. You know, it's lifting a little bit, but COVID-19 is still running rampant. So you guys make sure that you still follow social distancing, six feet apart, wash your hands vigorously for at least 20 minutes or 20 seconds, excuse me, and then, you know, with warm, soapy water, you know, and make sure that you sanitize. You know, all those great old things, you know, because we want to make sure that you guys are safe. Because you got to remember now, I think the number is 100 and over 120 people who fell victim to the COVID-19 pandemic. So um, we lost a lot of people. Um, also, you know, it's a lot of businesses that's going bankrupt right now. Over 61 million people were laid off since this quarantine and that's a huge lot. Over 41 million people have um, apl- applied for unemployment insurance. So, you know, they got to find a way to eat. You got to find a way to feed your kids and all that stuff like that. Now, if you out there peacefully protesting, make sure that you take care of yourself. It's starting to get warm. Make sure you stay hydrated. You take your snacks. You do everything like that. And then you avoid trouble at all times. Okay? Go out there. Stay your little peace and then go out. Be safe, be safe, be safe. So, um, with that being said, I want to bring in my next guest. You know, I'm not going to take too much of the time talking about all types of stuff. You know how I like to do. I just like to give my shout-outs and my thank yous, and then we get to the guest. My next guest is on the line right now. She's taking time out of her productive schedule all the way from Eswantini, Africa. Her name is uh, Iselda de Costa. And I'm going to tell you a brief description about this young lady right now. She was diagnosed with lupus at the age of 15. She started her own health shop and wellness coaching business. Um, she now competes in fitness bikini bodybuilding shows and run her own fitness studio, too, in a tiny country in Africa called Eswantini. Okay? Um, she believes that believing in her, um, being her remission came down to mindset and mindset just everything okay so um um it's, it's a it's a marvelous story izzy what's going on izzy hi how are you doing i am doing great thank you so much once again for being on the podcast i know you're super productive and i'm not going to take that much of your time how's it going over there in 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 africa right now well firstly thank you for having me um it's pretty in terms of the whole COVID and Corona situation, our cases have gone up rather slowly, but our lockdown started really early on in the year. So the biggest issue right now is the economical turmoil. You know, people without jobs, people unable to feed um, themselves and their families. So the biggest issue right now is the economic situation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the... That's a that's a uh, that's an elephant in the room, man. You know that's a that's a big pill for a lot of people all over the world right now. So how how has it affected you positively? Positively, wow, that's that's a new way of looking at it, right? Um, <laughs> I think uh-huh. what I've been telling a few of my clients, like what I've gotten out of this this lockdown, this Corona situation, is just reevaluating my life how I spend my time, how I spend my days, and what I do in my businesses. It's, it's been a reflection time, a lot of reflecting. Yeah, and I like to ask people that question because there's so much negativity around COVID-19, but a lot of high performers are seeing exactly what you're seeing, a time to reflect, take a look at their lives, you know, how can they increase business during this time, being a health and wellness professional, you know, COVID-19 is all about being super careful and being super healthy as much as possible. Um, so are you seeing an increase in clients right now? Um, I wouldn't say so much because I recently, my fitness business obviously locally couldn't take off. And I sort of changed my online training to online coaching. So for me, that's still quite a new business. And um, I'm finding my social media pages weren't quite ready for it. So that, that transition has affected my, my business. You know, things have been slower than what they would have been before. Only because I've pivoted my business. Yeah, I understand. I understand. 
So what's your what's your morning routine when you get up in the morning? What does Izzy do to get prepared? You know, what type of foods do you like to eat for breakfast? What's your um, exercise routine? So mornings, I love to start slowly, um, especially seeing I don't have to jump up at 5 a.m. to teach a class. I like to take it slow with my lemon water, do a bit of journaling or meditation, depending on what I feel like. Um, then I'll do a bit of social media and start getting ready for gym. Um, love to train first thing in the morning. I've noticed I, yeah, I'm enjoying training on an empty stomach, actually. Mm. Then by the time I get home, I'll either have some eggs or some rice cakes and nut butter. My absolute favorite, it feels like a treat. <laughs> or a protein yeah. shake. So, yeah. Love my awesome. nut butter. How long? Yeah, yeah, sounds sounds like a good routine. How long are you able to meditate for? I can only sit for like 10 minutes. Yeah, I'm the same. I've never been able to build my meditation stamina up much. I'm, I don't know if it's laziness or if my mind is just too busy, but I think it's also just a matter of if you know it's only five minutes, then you will do it. Now, if you think oh. you have to sit down for 20, right, it just feels too much. Yeah. <laughs> I try... I. When I get up in the morning, I try to lay there. I, like you, I get up at the alarm or go off at five, and I try to snooze, and I try to use that time to meditate. Um, but after probably like uh, 10, 15 minutes, I'm like, okay, I got to get up. You know, other than that, during the course of the day, I don't, I, I struggle with sitting quietly and just dump, doing a brain dump and quieting the noise out of my head. I struggle with that. Um, so it's like, okay, I, I, I have to do something. I have to stay busy. I have to write something. I have to do, I have to do something to keep my mind mm-hmm. occupied. Yeah. So how did you get into, um, um, fitness bikini training or bodybuilding? That was something that's always sort of interested me. Um, just because I started my fitness journey very long time ago. I must have been about 18 when I started actually training with weights and really getting into weight training. Um, and then being a trainer, like actually studying personal training and teaching classes and things, I started to think, you know what, I would love to see where I could push my body to. Like, what is the limit? And... I also started to wonder, you know, what if I turn 50, 60 and I go, oh, I should have, could have, would have, you know, what would have happened if I tried it out? So I decided to just give it a bash. And obviously within healthy measures, you know, I don't do anything extreme because of my lupus. But it's, it's actually, it was enjoyable. I thought I'd just do it once as an experience and now I'm kind of hooked. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is addictive, you know. You said something interesting. You said you don't want to wait and then years go by and you, you know, have those thoughts. I should have, I would have, or I could have done this. Nobody, I said this to a client the other day, you know, I was like, um, nobody wants to hear I should have, you know, I could have. Nobody wants to hear it anymore. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, there's no excuses now. Um, Back 40 50 years ago, even 30 years ago, people had an excuse for why they shouldn't have do this or that. Now, mm-hmm. excuses is like, you can't deposit the excuses, okay? You can't deposit that. So, just to say 10 years past from now, minimum 10 years, and you're still doing the same thing. You're still the same yeah. person, you know, um, you, you're overweight now, you have joint pain, you have uh, um, some type of chronic condition going on. And it's all could have been preventive if you would have took um, preventive measures 10 years ago. And now, and what I see people is like, people have like, you know, um, back pain because they have bad posture, uh, they have um, stiff joints. You know, or they could be mm. clinically overweight, you know, just it's crazy right now. So what's I mean now when it comes down to um fitness, do you feel that fitness professionals should look what they speak? That's a very interesting question because I get clients who say that all the time. My clients in Eswatini have always said, 
I'm not going to go to a class or go to a trainer who doesn't look like something that I would want to look like. Um, and it's interesting because of the fact that you don't have to look a certain way to be healthy, but I can completely understand a client's mindset in feeling like they want to work with someone who's achieved what they want to achieve because that person looks like they know what they are doing and they are actually implementing it. They have the discipline and the routine that they can then help you install. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think everyone has to look absolutely ripped, but definitely have some air of fitness about them if they are in the industry. Right. And that's a great answer because, you know, um, what I'm seeing or what I saw, have seen over the years that the fitness industry is a multi-billion or even trillion dollar industry. Like there's so much money to be mm. made from it. And yeah. it's everybody's trying to say, oh, I'm, I'm this and I'm that, you know, stuff like that. But they're not looking to part or they're not really practicing what they preach. And I say, it's just like going to a den- a dentist um, with missing teeth, you know, or just going to yeah. a, a, a bankrupt uh, banker or something like that. And But because people mm-hmm. are in, in, into the money and they're not in for the passion of helping others, you know. And um, mm-hmm. so it's a big deal. Like, I, I know people like, oh, you know, he looks the part. I said, yeah, you know, I, I, I walk the walk because I know how mm-hmm. important it is. Just to say a lot of people are struggling with their body composition or they're doing, they're bashing themselves in the mirror because they do not like the way they look and they feel. So they're not going to turn to somebody who looks like them for help. You know, they're mm-hmm. going to turn like somebody who looks like you for help. Mm-hmm. And that's going to help them become more motivated to do uh, uh, what what they need to be doing. Okay, so now let's talk about the lupus a little bit. Okay. Um, yeah. How are you feeling right now with it? Right now, um, I've just come out of an awful flare, um, but I'm definitely feeling a lot stronger, a lot better. Um, I don't flare as much as I used to so a flare is just basically where you you get like a lot of symptoms I don't get it as often as I used to but this last bout was really bad (laughs) but I've come out of it definitely feeling stronger and ready and I'm back in the gym you know back full long days working so yeah yeah. you know you know what I like about this with you and lupus because I know some people who suffer from lupus and you know what they just don't deal with it the way they need to deal with it. You know, see, you, yeah. you've taken lupus and you've created something from it. You know, mm. you created um, a, a wellness company. You did bikini modeling and bodybuilding. Now, you know flare-ups may come here and there, but you're not the type of woman that's going to say, oh, I'm just going to sit here on the couch and not do anything. I'm just going to take mm. my meds. I'm, you know, I'm just going to eat whatever you know, and, and then get fat. And then all of a sudden the pain, people have flare-ups like all the time, you know, yeah. they've gotten so used to the pain and it's like, what can I do? I said, well, <laughs> you won't have to do a whole lifestyle overhaul. So imagine mm-hmm. your life without pain as regularly as you, you would normally have pain. Wouldn't that help you be better mentally, emotionally, spiritually? Would that help you financially? If you can just, you know, have a flea up every blue moon, you know, mm. and um, that's crazy. So in, in your own personal words, this, this, describe lupus to you, to us, from from your own experience of the, of the, um, of the auto, it's an autoimmune thing. So describe your own experience with it. Okay, awesome. So the way I've actually always described it um, to people who, you know, who've just met me and go, oh, what's lupus? I've always just said, well, it's my body being allergic to itself. It's my body fighting itself. Um, So instead of me fighting off anything bad, I just fight whatever organ feels weakest (laughs) at that point in time. And that's exactly what it feels like. So, you know, a bit of scratchy throat here and there, a bit of internal fever sort of feelings, a bit of joint pain. 
um, just your, it sounds like quite basic things, but <laughs> it's, it can add up quite a bit. But yeah, just being allergic to myself. Yeah, and that's, oh man, you know, I never really heard, oh my God, Izzy, I never heard that before, what you just said, being allergic to myself. Yeah. I never heard that yeah. before. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> you just, you just, quite... you just, you just, you just threw me for a loop when you said that. <laughs> so the reason why I actually say that is um, a while back when I really dug into healing, I read about, um, so quantum healing states that our body and mind are interlinked. And I was uh-huh. bullied heavily when I was younger. So I was taught to bully myself because, you know, the bullies thought I wasn't good enough. So I thought, well, let me join you <laughs> and bully myself yeah. too. And that's sort of how I started to see it in my mind. I was loathing on myself. I was being allergic to myself. I didn't want to be a part of me anymore. And I think that's probably why I explain it that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's like I've, I've, I've heard a few ways, you know, about how the pain is so severe. And sometimes it can trigger rashes and everything like that. But I never heard it put like that, Izzy, like being allergic to myself. I never heard that before. Yeah. <laughs> that is that is totally, uh, that's usable for me in the future. If I, you know, if I run into other people who may suffer from this autoimmune disease, that's like, are you allergic to yourself? I'm always going to remember <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. I was like, "What? You just, you just really, uh, <laughs> you really uh, enlighten me." Like, see, I always hear every time I have a guest in a show, I always hear quotes, statements, phrases. It doesn't matter. I always hear something that sticks with me. That is that is great. That is a great gift to have. I've got to start listening to every single one of your podcasts, not just choosing one here and there, right? Listen to every yeah, single yeah, one yeah. to get every single golden nugget. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's so many. I mean, I, I'm, I'm being honest with you. There's so many gold nuggets that every guest have popped on the show and said, and said some things that I had no clue about. And I don't... Well, I know I don't know it all, and I, I'm so grateful for that. I, I'm so grateful that I have so much room to self-improve and learn from. So when I talk to individuals such as yourself, it does it never ceases to amaze me. Like something always comes up, and and that will really stick. Like a lot of things stick, but it'd be that one thing that'd be like, oh my god, you know what I'm saying? It really, really sticks, man. You know, and that's and that's yeah. crazy. So okay, so. When it comes down to the lupus, and then, uh, because this is an amazing story, when it comes down to lupus and, and um, inflammation of the joint, and you being on stage as a bikini bodybuilder, how are you able to uh, make sure that you reduce inflammation so what some, or something would not happen on stage? How are you able to do that? Because that's going to take a lot of strategic training, nutrition, all of that. So how are you able to do that? Wow. It is, um, yeah, it's definitely different to just a normal competitor, I would definitely say. I have to be so careful with the supplements I take. There were a few that my coach had put me on that, not by her fault at all, but my body being that I have lupus just did not agree you know certain thermogenics threw me into a serious depression anxiety loop Uh, creatine is actually something that I cannot take so I can't even get help building my muscles (laughs) never mind roids I could never even try touch them unfortunately you know when you want to really compete proper I reckon just about everybody on stage does do them but I can't I focus a lot on what I'm eating so as much as we have to keep the calories in check it's also about the micronutrients so really trying to get my greens in whether it's greens powders veggies at every meal drinking my water nice clean fresh water supplements i'm constantly taking my turmeric glutamine msm everything that just helps with inflammation and then taking time out so being that i work so much and train so hard like i really really value my weekends 
I, if I don't want to socialize, I don't. You know, I'll take my hot bath. I will rest. I will really try focus on recovery because that's something that we also struggle with with um, autoimmune diseases is recovery. So if we're recovering okay, if we're focusing on our recovery, then you know that the stage process isn't as yeah as scary. Yeah, you. I mean, now see the reason why I ask that is because I know that that takes planning you cannot mm-hmm. anybody as a somebody who suffered from autoimmune disease such as lupus and then you want to go and try to bodybuild in my mind as a as a health professional or fitness uh, corrective um, exercise exercise therapist in my mind i know that has to be a very well detailed strategic plan for you to follow to make sure that you're successful on stage and you said something you said something else recovery you enjoy your weekend you work hard but when the weekends come you know what i do i relax you know what i'm saying so you Mm. recovery is everything because you know you're tearing down your muscles you know and so and, and you know especially with you with the um with possibly joint inflammation and everything like that and pain resting and recovery repairing is everything yeah it is yeah. everything so I, I i commend you that's so encouraging right now this this is going to really help a lot of people who suffer um from this autoimmune disease because they feel like you know the pain is too intense and now you want me to go work out? I don't think so. <laughs> you know, not, not everybody, not everybody has the the mental capacity or the um, intestinal intestinal fortitude to to be mm. brave enough to go do it. You know? Yeah, I think yeah. for me, it's the fact that the pain of training is so much nicer than the day to day pain. So you know what? Let me come and enjoy some of this pain at the gym. <laughs> Yeah. And I'll be able to deal with any other gym or any other pain after that because that gave me the strength. So it's just in, all in how you see it, right? And how you, yeah. how you wow. consume it, how you see it. <laughs> wow, wow. You know, Izzy, you're killing me right now because see, that's going to stick <laughs> with me too. And you know, that's really going to stick with me as well. Oh man, you're doing it. So it's like, you'd rather have the pain of lactic acid from working out, leaving your body than the everyday pain of, of lupus. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. That's heavy. That's, that's heavy. And, you know, it could be worse. You can be inactive and sedentary, gaining weight and dealing with the pain every day. So, you know, you've got an active beat going on. So you're like, you know, I'm going to hit the gym. And I'm going to bang my workout out, and I'm going to feel great yeah. about myself. So, what is how how long are you training now? Is there is there a specific uh, time of day, or a specific length or intensity? Do you have to train? What's your personal or professional uh, suggestions for anybody who may be listening to this later on? Right, so in terms of suggestions, time of day is more specific to the person. So some of us feel in the morning, some of us have to train in the morning because of work. So in terms of time of day, I really think make it work for you and your lifestyle. Um, And then in terms of lifts, like I just think a well-rounded a full body program is amazing for anyone. You know, if you can do three days, do a three-day full body split. If you can do four, do push and pull. If you can do more than that, do a bit of bodybuilding style, you know, shoulders and back and buys, etc. Um, and when we've got autoimmune disease, I would say, you know, take more days off. On the days you're feeling a lot weaker, go a lot lighter. You don't have to force your, your body to do something it can't do in that time. But stick to it because the results show for themselves, whether it's physically or actually just in how you're feeling and how your body handles the disease. Sticking to it and being consistent to whatever you decide to do is is the way to go. So that's always been my method, consistency. Yeah, and that's that's a that's a powerful message because people 
that's just like with any type of uh, physical condition, whether it's diabetes or cancer, people with stroke, you know, sometimes you got to find your rhythm, like what part of the day, you know, how, what's the intensity, um, the duration, you know, most people who suffer from uh, rheumatoid arthritis, a, a joint stiffness, you know, uh, they need to be working out in the, you know, early part of the morning versus in the evening when it's hot and everything like that. So it's right. a lot of good, it's a lot of different uh, strategies that people who suffer from any type of physical ailment like that, they can utilize. Mm. But everybody, everybody has their own DNA profile and has their own different way of doing things. But once you find your sweet spot, and the sound like mm. it sound like you you found your sweet spot with it, and once you find your sweet spot, I think that's gonna you know springboard you to success. You know, um, yeah. I, I I truly believe when 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 fitness individuals suffered from something and they and they see an opportunity to get their life and get together, whether it's um, training their mind out, training their body their spirit and everything like that and then all of a sudden it's, it's addictive working out seeing results and feeling better about yourself holistically and all of a sudden your brokenness becomes um, a business um, mm. it becomes a brand you know and are you seeing that in, in, with you? Yeah yeah definitely a lot of people have said that you know if you're an inspiration I just want to be like you I want to be able to do that like if you can do it I can do it so Definitely. The story always carries its weight in your business, I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, um, I talk, I like to talk to people who, um, I like to talk to individuals and talk about the struggle before the success. You know, like, everybody mm. wants to see the success. Everybody wants to, you know, see the new things and, you know, read the book and, oh, this is what I got, you know, but the struggles are where the story is um people mm. don't know you know like behind the scenes like what the i had a flare up what that pain was like oh my god it was so intense from from the pain threshold yeah. of one to ten it was like a nine i couldn't move and mm. i know i need to do it like people don't understand like Everybody has to struggle before before success. There's going to be some struggle, uh, even doing success, uh, even <laughs> after that certain type of success. There's going to be some struggle. I like to hear stories of grit and tenacity, and when people are down in the dirt and they got their fingernails in the in the dirt and the mud, and they got to pull themselves up. Because a lot of times, you know, that testimony right there. It's going to be, you know, the part that really impacts their, not only their world, but other people's world, who, who they come in contact. Like when people may hear this podcast or they may read mm -hmm. your story, you know, and it, it might maybe uh, uh, you were in the media, media um, as far as newspapers and magazines and everything like that. They're going to be like, wow, this is truly amazing. But people love to hear the stories of grit. You know, and mm. like, I, yeah, you know, I can do this myself. Oh, my God, you're such an inspiration to me. I thought that I couldn't do it, but now I see you. Thank you. You just never know who life um, you're going to transform, you know? Oh, yeah. Man, this is... You this never is, know who's watching, right? <laughs> That's what they yeah, say. You never, but you know what? You know what I feel, um, Lizzie? Everybody's watching. Even if, yeah. you know... If you're on social media and you got friends or whatever family, they're watching. They may not say anything. They may not share your content. But trust me, they see you. Okay? Mm, they see mm, for sure. You know what I'm saying? They, they see. You know, they they strolling every day. They see. You mm -hmm. know, um, the, the whole thing is just stay um, persistent, stay consistent, and keep pushing the envelope for yourself. And then you, you know, you see the thing about what, what, what you're doing and what you're going through and what you have made it through, you are attracting 
success to you. You are um, attracting abundance of health and wellness and, you know, clients and, you know, your, your business is going to thrive. So the whole oh, thing. Amen. I like that. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's just what it is, you know, but mm. as soon as you stop and you feel like, oh, I can't do it anymore. Nobody's paying attention or whatever, whatever, whatever. This is where you cheat yourself out of the success. So the mm. whole thing, the whole thing is to when nobody else is around, the whole thing is to keep, you know, keep, keep pushing yourself, keep creating, getting yourself together, keeping focused um, because the battles just in your brain, it's in your mind. So yeah. um, when when things start to feel alone and there's nobody there to support, this is when you dig deeper. So mm. what you and this and that's what you're doing. That's what you did um, with with the autoimmune disease. See, everybody is not as emotional and psychologically strong to deal with this autoimmune disease. No, a lot of people are not going to get up on stage and say, hey, I've been working hard. You know, uh, now I am a, a fitness bikini bodybuilding model. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. that's kind of like a lot of, uh, a lot of people are not going to do that. And I, I know, I know a few people that suffer from this, from this disease and trust me, they're not going to do this. <laughs> yeah. They, they, yeah. They, no, nah, they, they're not going to do this. They were like, man, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not lifting that. It hurts too much, but they don't want to talk about, you know, anti-inflammatory diet, you know, the emotional mm. eaters, they're really hard on themselves. Um, you know, so now here comes the weight gain. I here comes the pressure on the joints on top of the inflammation because of the, um, um, autoimmune disease. So, Okay, so how important is staying hydrated for you? Wow, that is that is super important. That's like number one in my list. I've actually taught myself to drink at least three to four liters of water a day. So if I don't, it's <laughs> it affects me big time. Yeah, yeah. But I love my water. Love it. Mm. Yeah, I I love water. Okay. I was like, man, where's the water? I don't, you know, when I was yeah. when I was in my 20s, I hated water. You couldn't give me any water, you know. But now, <laughs> water is everything, especially when it comes down to um, inflammation, um, repairing our muscles, growing our muscles, um, mm. keeping our vital organs hydrated, keeping our muscular skeletal systems hydrated out you know um our nervous centers our nervous system hydrated you know like our, everything needs to be hydrated and and the reason why i ask you because i know with this you know this is that h2o is going to be everything like if you get something another beverage outside of water you know that can possibly easy trigger a flare-up yeah, so it's it's actually interesting because between bodybuilding and lupus, like both need all the water intake possible. Um, but kidney function is so vital for autoimmune disease, especially lupus, because kidneys are probably the main area that um, fails and then causes bigger issues and you know bigger uh, bigger um, consequences. So. Water is so vital. I remember a stage when my mom was like, you're drinking far too much water. And I told her, no, it's only about three to four liters. You know, tested with my doctor, did full blood count. And he said, your kidneys are functioning better than ever. So, you know, there was no worry there about my protein intake, about my water intake. So just keeping it up. <laughs> and um, I enjoy it anyway. So much better than anything else. Besides a bit of coffee, a little bit of coffee. <laughs> yeah, a little, I mean, a little bit of coffee is not... No, it's not going to kill you, you know. Um, but I, I know that over here, Starbucks is everything. <laughs> so I was like, that's way too much mm. coffee, you know. Oh, yeah. it's, like, it's too much cream, it's too much sugar. Yeah, mm. it's like, okay. <laughs> like, what are you doing? And they're like, yeah. you don't understand. I got to go to work. I need this big cup. I'm like, okay. Yeah, but that's like, ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. 
everything is supersized. I'm like, okay, you know, uh, you know, you know, if he, the Western society diet, the Western diet is oh, supersized. Everything has to be big, big portions, mm-hmm. big gulps, you know, big max. <laughs> everything has to be double, yeah. you know, yeah. and this is, this is why the world, um, world health um, organization saying that you know instead of walking ten thousand steps, we, people need to be walking fifteen thousand steps. They had to raise the steps because mm. people in the Western society or the ob- ob- um, obesity pandemic is real. Yeah, yeah. It's an epidemic That's and right. pandemic. It's really real here. You know. Yeah. And. If you see, everything has to be big. Everything has to be more. You know, portion control is one of those things a lot of people do not pay attention to. And even if they're eating healthy foods, you know, they're still overeating. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because, they're, oh, yeah, that's the healthy. I still can have more and more and more. No, it's a healthy product, yes, but you still have to watch your portion control because you're going to overdo yeah. it. And I, yeah. it takes twenty. It takes twenty minutes before the brain and the stomach to single one another. And say, hey, okay, the stomach gonna say it's twenty minutes. I'm full. One of the hardest exercises people can do is push themselves away from the dinner table. Oh yeah, that's the, yeah. That's the hardest thing people can do. I think people have to ask themselves. What else, you know, we can get full quite quickly. So it's a matter of what else are you trying to stop? What is that food giving you in your life that you're not getting elsewhere, you know? We try and stuff ourselves up so so much. What are you trying to shovel down? What are you trying to compensate for? Um, And food is around all the time. I'm not saying like, you know, we should see it more as fuel. Um, We have to eat certain parts of the day, you know, to survive, to fuel our muscles. But beyond that, why do we push the boundaries? <laughs> why yeah. is it that we we associate it with everything else? You know, emotional security and we're comfort eating and oh, but this cake will make me feel so much better. But does it really? <laughs> you know, eating extra turkey stuffing and eating extra extra food that you feel so bloated and you can't feel like does that really make you feel better and and fulfill you and get you to where you want to be in life um, yeah. I feel like there's a lot more to it a lot more mental and emotional health issues to it <laughs> yeah I mean you're absolutely right I mean especially with COVID-19 running around still and people are quarantined in their homes and they, they, they dub the average the average American being quarantined right now is going to gain at least 15 pounds being quarantined yeah, I can believe that. Mm. With unemployment rates at a high, you quarantine, mm. and all of a sudden you put on 15, 20 pounds, and you, you, you just said it, people be, may be using food as a coping device, a coping device or they may be emotional eating, and they don't even realize it. They're eating their feelings. So when they're looking in the mirror, they're like, oh... They know they gain weight. They got a lot of excess body fat on them, and they now they don't like themselves. So they they're talking really bad to themselves now in the mirror. You know they're doing a lot of um, mirror bashing, I would say. Um, and then now uh, being quarantined and being overweight, now you're depressed. You're full of, filled with anxiety. And maybe you're already an introvert, and now that's a trigger because, you know, are you an extrovert? You need to get out. You need to get out. And uh, so mm. all these things are triggering, triggering different emotions. And I know food is surrounded around everything. I don't care what it is in life. Food yeah, is, yeah. is everything. But, you know, nutrition is not. Okay, so mm. I, I tell people to focus more on nutrition than focusing on food, you know, because food can be anything but nutrition. You know, we got to focus on, you know, um, 
the type of foods that that's going to benefit your body or the type of foods um, that's going to love you back. Because we 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 love certain foods, but those foods yeah. just do not love us back, you know. And so true. it shows in our bodies. It shows in our health. Mm, so yeah. it's it, it's very it's very important, man. So how with COVID nineteen going on right now, you know, how important is for you to maintain a positive attitude? You know, because um, I know it's a it's a lot of, it's a lot going on. Is it a challenge for you most days, or is it a it's a, a balance for you? You know, what I'm saying, how important is it for you to maintain a positive attitude for this whole pandemic? It is so so important. It is vital for me, um, because depression is also such a big part of it, um, a big part of lupus, and because. You know, I still have businesses to run. I want to wake up in the morning and still feel good about myself. So it is a huge, huge part of, of a huge factor to focus on right now for me. Um, yeah. Luckily, yeah. I do have a lot of tools, you know, behind me that help me every day through it. But I think if I, if I really started to struggle, I'd be calling for help right now because it's a horrible place to be stuck in. Yeah. And the reason, and so you said it, I didn't even want to use the word depression I don't like talking about it. Mm-hmm. I'm using a word but I do know from experience with people who suffer from autoimmune disease one of the symptoms of it is possibly depression or anxiety so that's why I asked yeah. you the question you know how how important is it for you to make sure yeah. that you keep positive attitude and you know um, because it's challenging especially if you're dealing with autoimmune disease like you but it's challenging but also you know you have a strategic plan in place like you you're doing a lot of things to really you know keep your mind in shape you know that's the whole thing like it's easy to go throw around some weights or run a block or run a few miles but you know the challenging part is mental or psychological that's the that's the biggest thing doing this COVID-19 I don't care what nobody say um mm. Between the heart and the brain, it's like 14 inches in space, right? Yeah. If you think about where your heart is and where your head is, that's a that's that's not a whole lot of space. But in between that space, it's a war going on between mm-hmm. good and bad. You know, emotions and logical thinking and a lot of decision making going on between those two. <laughs> and, yeah. You know, and it's like, I tell people, like, you know, how does this make you feel? How, you know, when you, when food cravings kick in, you know, what, it, mm-hmm. you know, what are you feeling right now? You know, ask yourself a, a series of questions. You know, why am I craving this food? Am I stressed? You know, um, identify your triggers, you know, um, yes, a, a who, what, you know, whatever it may be, you know, identify your triggers mm-hmm. and then I yeah is this food going to be you know beneficial to my fitness goals or to my autoimmune disease goals you Mm. know it's like if if you answer yes then eat it if you answer if you know be honest with yourself if you know it's not going to be beneficial to your goals then why give in to it yeah you know but sometimes i feel like oh i'm craving this i'm like why are you craving this because sugar is no is no joke. <laughs> sugar yeah. is thick, you know? Yeah. And it's everywhere. Oh, my God. They got candy. You can't yeah. even go to the grocery store. They got it at the checkout line. They're like, I did good. Yeah. You know? <laughs> the cookies is, is cake. I'm like, oh, God. Here we go. You know? So, man, it's crazy. So what what type what type of um, exercise routine when you when you quarantine when it really first started happening? What was your exercise routine like? So I initially had such a bad flare that I took some time off. But um, when I did finally get my strength back, I did a lot of home workouts with. I've got light dumbbells, light kettlebells. Um, I've got a mini rebounder, a little trampoline, which is actually amazing for autoimmune disease, and it. I count it as my steps. <laughs> we weren't allowed out for a while, so instead of running around the garden, I would just bounce on my trampoline. Um, quite a bit of body weight, so ab work, arm work on the floor, body weight 
um, squats, banded squats. I absolutely love my band. It's so versatile and I get real good mind-muscle connection from that. So mm. that's probably actually what I'm mostly focused on at home this lockdown was mind-muscle connection. So even if the weights were light, even if the resistance bands weren't tough, it was a matter of I am working this muscle right now. I'm focusing on this muscle. And I, I do, my coach actually, I sent in a check-in the other day. I have maintained quite a bit of muscle through lockdown, which is pretty amazing, I think, <laughs> for someone yeah, yeah, who was yeah. sedentary for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's awesome. Uh, once again, you know, the, the, the importance of mind-body connectivity. That's mm. the, the importance of that. You know, it's so important that we have that connection with our uh, with our body. Um, we have to listen to our body, what it's telling us. I think people neglect. They don't listen or they turn mm. a deaf ear to their body until, oh, yeah. Yeah. until their body got them in a chokehold, you know. And so for you it's so I think that it's so important for you to listen to your body because you you can always know when to back off from a workout or you know you know you yeah. can go hard on a workout you know you start to listen you know your body you know and you know mm. your mind so it's like it you you say okay I'm not going to work out right now because I'm not feeling my best and this could trigger something or you're like, oh my God, I got a burst of energy. I feel great, and I'm just gonna go ahead and run through it. You know what I'm saying? So, but yeah. we have to re- we have to really realize the important the importance of exercise when it comes down to lupus because it it promotes the um, the serotonin hormones, the feel good hormones. So you're trying to fight depression, which is a side, symptom of depression, uh, lupus. You're trying to fight anxiety weight gain mm. you know what I'm saying so it's mm. like you, you 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 have to move it's good for me um for your mental health that's what i meant to say it's great for yeah. your mental health you have to take the pain I, mm-hmm. yeah. Go ahead. no sorry i was just gonna say now because um and me and my brain fog train of thought but it's so good for your body and a real good example of that is I had to stop exercising for about two months, so from March to almost May, because I was really ill with a bunch of um, infections and viruses. Um, Mm -hmm. My immune system was just really low. (laughs) But in that time, I started now obviously slowly exercising again, and I went to my masseuse, and she said, your body, Izzy, is just miserable right now. It is so tight. It is so stiff. It is so buggered up. And I said, I said to her, it's because I haven't been in my exercise routine. People always think it's the opposite, that you get worse, you get more stiff, more in pain, more um, injuries when you aren't training. I mean, when you are training. But with lupus and with autoimmune disease, your body needs that movement. It craves it. It wants some form of release so that your body knows that it needs to move, right? If we stop moving, your body goes, well, I don't need to move. So it, mm. I've always said to people, I stiffen up when I don't exercise, and that was proof. My masseuse actually phoned me the other day. She's like, I'm sure you're having an appointment again soon, right? Yeah. <laughs> I really got a lot worse without the exercise. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? So now, every chance you get, you got to make sure you're doing some you know, bicycling, some swimming, uh, stretching. Mm. Uh, okay, let's, let's speaking of stretching, how often are you stretching and how long are you are you should you stretch when you're dealing with autoimmunity? Is there uh outside of the twenty seconds mile of mile of discomfort, um, how long are you stretching? How often are you stretching? That's a great question. I stretch about three times a day. Um, when I'm teaching classes, I'm stretching with every single class I teach for about five minutes with every class. I do think that's overdoing it though. So my recommendation is always I'll do a nice dynamic warm-up with a bit of a stretch. I finish my workout, I do a bit of a stretch. And then in the evenings, once my muscles are a bit warm after a shower or something, I'll do a nice you know, stretch again, but focusing on the areas that are more sore and more stiff. Yeah. Mm. Good, yeah. Matt. Good. Yeah, man, like, 
you laying the myths to rest because people who suffer from lupus, they don't believe in exercise. Well, the people who I know, you are the first yeah, woman that yeah. I've spoken to who use um, lupus as as a um, a weapon. Okay, so <laughs> you're not right. It's 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 kind of like a superpower for you now versus. Yeah. You saying that, oh, I was allergic to myself. See, that was the old mindset for you. Um, yeah. You have a, you have a, you have a, that was a set mindset. You have a growth mindset. So you look at lupus as, oh, this is my superpower. You know, I am a fitness body competitor. I'm a trainer, a wellness coach, and I do this. I don't let lupus stop me. I stop lupus. And I think that's going to be, well, that is a great weapon. That's that's a great um, piece of ammunition that you have to really, you know, protect yourself, help uh, protect others who may be suffering from it emotionally, physically, as well as mm-hmm. psychologically, you know. So you come in, you know, you have the, 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 the bullets to put in, pull in the, um, in the gun and say, look, do it, load like this. What type of nutrition, yeah. what type of uh, meditation, exercises, you know, a low pack aerobics, you know, like you said, your, your body weight and bands, which are so versatile, you know, you know how to have the um, brain body connectivity to listen to everything that's going on and becoming one with yourself. And this is what wellness is all about. You know, most people have great physiques. But they don't have a great mindset or a great um, emotional, psychological, physical, or spiritual connection. They, they, they don't have that connection. They, they're miserable. They look great, but they're miserable. And mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you see, I would say, oh, yeah, you know, externally, you look great. But internally, talking to some people, like, these people are so unhappy, you know. And, I, mm-hmm. and that's when it hit me. I was like, they don't have that that environmental wellness like they can't go outside and really feel the, the sun on their face they can't feel the breeze they can't see the birds chirping or they can't hear um the squirrels or the, you know they can't they, they can't see and hear yeah. nothing and make it they're just going on about their business because they're so focused on on everything else and they never take time to really just slow life down and i think this is what mm-hmm. covid19 is doing it's slowing everybody's down but if you take time Mm -hmm. and and look outward and you're able to sit quietly in nature like you can hear if you tone the word out you can hear birds chirping um loudly you can hear you can feel the breeze the trees look greener the flowers look brighter you know you can see nature is still evolving nature is still doing what it's doing I said, humans, yeah. we got to figure it out. <laughs> we, yeah. we got to figure it out now. So, you know, um, anyway. So, Izzy, tell everybody any last comments, nuggets that you want to drop. Because you did a great job of doing it. Thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah, it's been great. Like I said, welcome to another episode of the Your Best Lifestyle Podcast. Um, we got here um, Zelda DeCosta calling from Africa, you know, and uh, she was just dropping some some major, major, major uh, nuggets down there. So, Izzy, tell everybody any last final words you may have and also tell everybody how or where they can find you. Perfect. Well, firstly, thank you so much for having me. It's so great. Um, final words, just for everyone to remember, we are mind, body, and soul. You know, there's so much more to us than meets the eye. We do not have limits. 
even if we might be diagnosed with disease, we are greater than that. We can do more than that. And it's kind of what I'm really trying to teach the world now, teach all of my clients. I've done this for myself and I really believe everyone can do it for themselves. They just need to say yes, um, say yes to their bodies, say yes to their healing, say yes to their minds and give themselves the opportunity to achieve everything they've ever hoped for um, without diagnosis, you know. Put their diagnosis aside, you can do it. So <laughs> um, my coaching programs are up on my website, easyfitness.com. My Facebook page is Izzy's Health and Fitness. And my Instagram page is izzy.healthandfitness. So Izzy is I-Z-Z-Y.healthandfitness. And um, I've got a couple autoimmune programs launching at the moment. And yeah, I want to show everyone how great they are. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Like I keep saying, like, you never know who I'm going to have on this show. So sometimes I never know. <laughs> you know, I just know that I got people that's going to deliver great content and once again you know um never cease to amaze me of the content that uh that people have brought in right now izzy from um all the way from africa right now dropping knowledge on the importance of taking care of yourself while living with the auto autoimmunity such as uh as uh, lupus Contrary to what people may think, if you suffer from this condition, you have to exercise, okay? You have to eat better. You have to reduce your pain threshold inflammation. You have to increase your water. You have to stretch. Stretch, you have to keep your stress down, anxiety, uh, depression, and you really have to go for it, okay? You do not let the disease define who you are. You define it. Just like Izzy is doing, she has utilized lupus as her superpower, as a super weapon um, to help define her life. You know, um, you don't have to be a statistic. You don't have to be a victim. It's all about a growth mindset. And she used to say that, hey, lupus made her allergic to herself, which is really profound words. But now, you know, now... Lupus is pretty much, you know, an arsenal that she has to fire back, you know, to take control of her life, to take control of her condition and be on stage as a as a, a fitness professional, bikini bodybuilder, y'all, you know, with lupus, okay? How many people, you know, do that, okay? So that just shows you the mental, the mental strength and the intestine, intestinal fortitude of this woman, how she can make things happen. So I want you guys to really just, you know, listen to this. Uh, if you suffer from lupus or you know a family member, a loved one, co-worker, peer, whatever, you know, who may be lupus, you know, it's a very uh, painful condition. But you can help minimize the pain with really taking care of yourself the way uh, Izzy is doing. So uh, I can't can't discuss this, you know, so many more times. You know, it's like we all focus on health and wellness. That's what it's about, health and wellness. You know, it's, it's not about the money because like Steve Jobs says, you know, when, when your health fails, all the money that you earned, guess what you're going to use it for your health so health is the real wealth okay so you have to make sure that you take care of yourself you know physically mentally spiritually environmentally you know financially you know because if you get sick uh, uh injured you become a liability to others you don't become an asset anymore okay so you want to make sure that you're able to boost our mental health you know, we able to cope with life stressors. The world is in a chaotic state right now. So if you suffer from autoimmune disease, you could be having tons of flare-ups, okay, because of stressors and everything like that. So you got to focus on your triggers and focus on how to not let those, not pull those triggers. And focus on your nutrition, not food, okay? Focus on your emotions. Don't emotional eat. Don't emotional emotionally drink. 
none of those things. So, you know, this is it. So you heard it from Izzy Azela de Costa. You know, uh, follow mm-hmm. her. You got all the information there. And um, trust me, man, you're in a good spot with her. So, uh, Izzy, thank you so, 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 so much. And uh, I really appreciate you. Just hold the line, okay? So this Thanks is the so Your Best Lifestyle. And this is, I'm sorry. This is the Your Best Lifestyle mm-hmm. International Podcast. And once once again, man, we're living in, uh, um, delivering great content right now. I'm so impressed with this woman. And uh, she's doing major things. And she's going far. You'll be hearing and seeing a lot about her right now. She's going to be, uh, she needs to be on the, on the global lupus platform right now sharing her story which see if we can try to make that happen some way somehow because that's the story that needs to go out okay and um this is the your best lifestyle international podcast i'm your host terrence hutchinson at the old robinson public relations and media group studio here in atlanta uh, for more information on how to contact us go to www.yourbestlifestyles.com Com. That's www.yourbestlifestyles.com. So thank you guys, and uh, I'll see you in the low wow. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Your Best Lifestyles International Podcast. Sponsored today by YouFound.us, a business directory made easier. YouFound.us directory is a free and effective way to increase your online presence without pulling a leg. Finding your favorite service providers has never been easier and turning your online visits into appointments is easier than you think. Think with us. Do more with youfound.us for more information visit them today at youfound.us that's youfound.us visit them today